everybody. Welcome to another episode of Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics and the law and a lot of things in between. Today, we are going to focus on some new cases that the Supreme Court is going to hear dealing with the Trump administration's immigration policies. I'm your host, Loyal Law School professor Jessica Levinson. We are joined by the show's co-host, Joe Armstrong, and we're going to give you a quick primer on everything you need to know coming up on the Supreme Court docket, again, dealing with some big Trump administration immigration policies. Welcome, Joe. Hello, Jessica. It's an immigration trifecta today, so let's dive right in. There are three issues at play here. I think we should start with perhaps the Remain in Mexico policy. What say you? Absolutely. So last Friday, the court actually decided to take up a case dealing with the census and who needs to be counted under the census. And then more recently, the court decided to review two big Trump administration policies, again, dealing with immigration. In both cases, the lower courts said, Trump administration, you can't do that. In both cases, the challengers, those saying, Trump administration, you can't do this, said, Supreme Court, don't hear this, which tells us so much about where we are with the Supreme Court, that people challenging the Trump administration don't want their cases to be heard in the court. And in both cases, the Trump administration said, no, Supreme Court, listen to us. Also, both cases might be moot if Vice President Biden becomes President Biden after January 20th. So you asked me about the asylum case. Should we start there? Yes, yes. Remain in Mexico, I think, is what it's called. Yeah, so this new policy is called the Remain in Mexico policy. And it's a requirement that people who are seeking asylum from countries in Central and South America first wait and stop in Mexico while their requests are being reviewed. And so families and individuals who are asylum seekers have to wait for their immigration hearings outside of the U.S. The Trump administration has said there were too many meritless claims of people seeking asylum, that it created too much of a burden on our American communities, that it created too much of a burden on our immigration system. Since the time they implemented this particular policy, it's created a humanitarian crisis in Mexico that's only getting worse. Almost 70,000 migrants are waiting and living in tent cities. Reports are that they are subject to intense violence, and uh, including rape, kidnapping. The conditions that they're living in are unsanitary, only exacerbated by a pandemic. And so the Ninth Circuit uh, heard this case, and they said this is not a legal immigration policy. Uh, that it fails the standard under federal law and international treaties, and it fails the U.S.'s obligation not to return asylum seekers to the countries where uh, their lives or freedoms might be threatened. So that's where we are in that court. Again, the challengers said, let's just stick with the Ninth Circuit decision. We don't want to go to the Supreme Court. Even though the Ninth Circuit ruled against the Trump administration, the Supreme Court had issued a ruling saying that Trump's policy could go into effect while the litigation was continuing. And that's why the policy, although it was being litigated, even though the lower court ruled against it, has been put into place. 
Right. We're looking at what is seems to be both an immigration crisis and a humanitarian crisis at this point. When you're talking about tens of thousands of people living in what are tantamount to shanty towns just across our southern border, uh, it's calls into question the humanity of our policies. I'm not saying that we should just let every single person walk through into the country without having some kind of set of rules, but it seems like we need to take a good, hard look at this. And we're, of course, going to have to wait and see what happens after the election is finally wrapped up and see if this changes with a new administration, if in fact there is a new administration. So moving forward, there was another case that has to do with uh, the construction of the border wall, one of Trump's biggest campaign promises from four years ago. It's come back around, but kind of in a different sort of way. Tell me how that fits into this. Yeah, so this is really a legal question of presidential power and where the border, excuse me, is between presidential power and congressional power. And so this case, as you said, deals with the construction of the border wall using military funds. So what happened, of course, is a couple of years ago, President Trump said, we're building this wall at the southern border and Congress, I need the money. Congress said no. It led to a partial shutdown of the government. And Congress said, you can have a little bit of that money. President Trump said, well, I need a lot more. So I'm going to declare a national emergency. And that will allow me to use funds that Congress had appropriated for certain reasons, because of course, Congress is in control of the purse strings. And I'm going to use those funds that were, again, appropriated for the Department of defense for the Pentagon, and I'm going to shift them to the construction of the border wall. Now, again, we have a situation where the Ninth Circuit said, Trump administration, you can't do this. Again, we have a situation where the Supreme Court had said that the Trump administration's policy, that their use of this money can go into effect while the litigation was continuing. That's why the Trump administration has continued to build this wall. Again, the Trump administration has accessed or wants to access about $2.5 billion that was allocated for other purposes, saying we have that power under the national emergency power and saying we're actually protecting the country because there's national security issues, and we specifically picked drug corridors. So again, we have a situation where if Vice President Biden becomes President Biden, then it is uh, likely that this policy will be reversed, that the border wall will not continue to be built, and that the case would be moved. And so this is another situation of wait and see, but construction does continue right now. Right. That's a very, very key factor or facet in this, I think, that construction has continued over the past four years. I mean, this this wall on our southern border was a very big campaign progress. Build that wall, uh, a promise rather. Build that wall was a big chant we heard many, many times at Trump rallies throughout 2016, leading up to the 2016 election. And he never really did stop having rallies as he has served as president over the last four years. So I find it interesting that although this is a Supreme Court case, the border wall is a campaign situation. We are in an election right now. But it seems to me that it's even though they've kept working on this wall this entire time, that it is four years late and a couple billion dollars short. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with the election. Again, as you said, that will determine what happens with this wall. Will it become a monument to this period in our history or will it continue to be built across the southern border? Now, at the beginning of our conversation, you talked a little bit about the census. What is the third case and how does that tie into this? 
Well, listeners, if you're having a feeling of deja vu all over again, you're not imagining it. There have been a number of census cases uh, going up and down the federal courts. There's been questions of whether or not we could ask about citizenship in the census that occurred in the Supreme Court last term, questions about when the census would end. Now questions about the Trump administration is saying we don't want to count undocumented immigrants for purposes of allocating congressional seats. This is, frankly, a policy, I mean, I don't know how to state it other than it's really a attempt by the Trump administration to decrease the power of states that have more uh, diverse populations, that have more immigrants in their uh, borders. It's a attempt to, I really think, increase white voting power, as we've seen a number of different iterations of this before. And it's an attempt that I really just think flies in the face of the Constitution, but the court will hear it on November 30th, and we can promise that we will report on the oral arguments and the decision. So all this immigration talk, Jessica, as we were setting up this episode, deciding exactly what we were going to talk about today, brought to mind uh, a poem called The New Colossus by poet Emma Lazarus, dated November 2nd, 1883. And the reason it's famous and the reason this may sound familiar to you is that this poem, The New Colossus, is enshrined on a plaque which sits on Bedloe's Island, which is the island that Statue of Liberty sits upon in the harbor in New York City. And as many immigrants, millions perhaps, passed by on boats into the harbor in New York to Ellis Island to be processed and then eventually admitted into the United States or perhaps even sent back to their country of origin, this is what they would have seen and this is what's written there. So, you know, I, I would like to take this opportunity to read it because it just jumps out at me and it really brings home what we're talking about when we talk about these types of immigration issues. And it goes like this. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame with conquering limbs astride from land to land, Here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a muddy woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning and her name Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that Twin Cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. So just weaving a little bit of art into what we're talking about here, Jessica, I wish people would remember this when they think about these poor people who are facing violence and, as you said, murder and rape in their countries of origin. And they see America as it's always stood, as Reagan said, the shining city on a hill. And what happens when they get here? Sometimes not great things. Joe, thank you for reading that and for reminding us that Other than the Native Americans, we are all immigrants here. We love talking about these legal issues. We love talking about political issues. And in some cases, the impact on people's lives is more direct and immediate. And we do have a humanitarian crisis here. And I'm grateful. I don't mean to end on a sad note, but I'm really grateful to you for talking through all of these issues, I'm grateful to the listeners. Uh, the listeners can find Joe on In-Depth Day, me, Jessica Levinson at Levinson Jessica, the show on Pass Judgment Pod on Instagram or Passing Judgment Pod on Twitter. And we will have another great episode that we're really excited about coming up next. And we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.